I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Welcome to a new season of Consider It, where we consider questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505, and we will consider your question. To learn more about redemption, you can visit redemption.bible. I'm Michael Hawkins. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Welcome back to Consider It. We have another question. Let's hear it. What should Christians believe about ghosts? What should Christians believe about ghosts? Well, we're children of the 80s, so uh, our influence into our beliefs about ghosts are influenced by Ghostbusters, right? That's right. We've got uh, Casper and Slimer and, and all of those ghosts that have influenced right. our, uh, our, our thoughts, our beliefs, our, yeah, belief, our, our thoughts and beliefs, right? right? Like, surely, <laughs> yeah, like, everybody's seen Ghostbusters, like, surely they're real, right? Yeah, they're friendly, too. That's right. And ghosts are friendly, they're nice, all that, but... Now, all joking aside, what a what a question that we have. I think it's a timely question as well, since uh, we just had Halloween here as we are recording this, and so it seems to be a, a question that somebody submitted because of the season in which we are in. And let me just even kind of lament as we begin, as you know, I don't know about your neighborhood, but man, walking around my neighborhood, it just seems like the celebration of darkness and death and wickedness has ramped up a notch. Uh, yeah. If you just judge by like the decorations, you know, there's some pretty evil things. Like my kids, when we go for family walks and things, we, we can't walk down certain streets because my kids are petrified of what are in people's yards. And it's interesting too, just in that, that it seems like Halloween decorations have like outdone Christmas decorations. 100%, man. It's uh, just seeing the the just i don't know just the exaggeration of it all to the point of just i mean it's crazy there was humongous decorations when we were in kentucky there was a street that was known for this and like like mannequins like sawn in half thrown in the yards and just brutal crazy there was like competitions and things and it's just the celebration of death and evil just seems to have amplified in the last few years yeah it's sad it's sad so timely question we see it everywhere you know and i, I don't know that like we we need to go so far as to say like everybody's satan worshipers no, uh, no. at this point but uh but man they have uh bought into this hook line and sinker and as many are you know as the bible would talk about those uh, as the unsaved as children of darkness you yeah. know those who are walking in darkness not in the light uh i think we can expect that kind of celebration that kind of behavior um where you know there are they are going to put 30 foot skeletons in their front yard and and all kinds of ghost type things but well it's interesting too that even you know some of the folks that are doing this are probably churchgoers would say that they're they're christian but we just get caught up in the the hoopla and the excitement and 
we begin to become numb yeah. to these things to where we don't even recognize what we're actually for sure doing. And that I think is part of the, the scary right. part of just this whole yeah. concept. The, it's it just undiscerning about what, what it is that the, that the holiday and the season is all about. And what I think we should probably clarify is like everybody that, you know, goes trick or treating or dresses your yeah. kids up that you're not participating in the deeds of darkness, no. you know, and, and yeah. to go that far. As a matter of fact, we have a podcast that we did a couple of years ago on that very thing that, uh, direct you to, but, um, but, but we do as Christians have to be discerning and understand yeah. the times and not either be numb to it as you've brought out or I think in, in other people, it's not necessarily that they're just numb to it, but in the uh, kind of the the adrenaline rush that comes from, you know, from horror movies and being scared and things like that, that, you know, that they're just kind of, they, they enjoy it. That's why people like the horror movies, you know, just that kind of the adrenaline sitting on the edge of your seat, you know, it's no different than, an, you know, a, a, an entertaining movie or fight or something like that. And you know, we've done another podcast on yeah. why that's dangerous, but wherever we are, that's not necessarily uh, what we're after in this in answering this question. But I think it is helpful to set the context yeah. of where we live, particularly here in Central Texas, twenty twenty two. But really, the reality of the question: Well, what should Christians then believe about ghosts? And yeah. so that's a very specific question, set in the context, the cultural context of where we are. But also, I appreciate how the question is asked: Like, what should Christians believe? Yeah. Right? And then, you know, fill in the blank about ghosts, and we could do all that. But, but, I, but I like that because, well, what should we believe? Well, where do we find the truth, right? That's right. Would you like me to answer that yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's like softball. That's easy. Question. That's right. I can answer these. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. That's right. And that's, that's ultimately where we take every podcast and answer each of these questions, is just seek to, you know, not each time exhaustively, but yeah. to... Uh, but to truthfully and helpfully answer these questions from the Scripture, because what should we believe should be founded upon what the Scripture teaches. Yeah, That's our source of authority. That's our source of truth. That's our source of information. It has, uh, it has the answers to all of our questions, maybe not directly right. and everything, but using... Good hermeneutics, good under you know, good consistency in our interpretation of the Bible. We can uh, uh, discern what is biblical wisdom, biblical truth, and how we should live, and what we should believe in in uh, each of these uh, in in each of these um, you know questions and kind of hangups that we get to as yeah. as uh, people. So, what should we believe? Well, we have to come back to the scripture. And That's so, right. what should we believe about ghosts? Well. Here's, here's how I think we should uh, answer the question right from the beginning. Uh, we have to embrace that there is a spiritual realm. Right. However, what is portrayed as, you know, ghosts and widely believed or portrayed through media and movies, things like that, is just a figment of people's imagination. Right. And so it's kind of like, well, what do we believe about ghosts? Yes and no. Or, you know, what should we believe? Are they real or are they not? Well, yes and no, you know. Yeah. Um, there, the, you know, the scripture does indicate that there's a spiritual realm. Yeah, right? tons of tons of things about the demonic and mm-hmm. 
you know, even coming into people at, at certain times to control them in, right. in certain ways. Right, especially on the on the evil side like that. And then the good side, you have the presence of angels Angel, that yep. show up. Um, you know, angels as messengers of God delivering this good news to people, but they're super frightened by it. Yep. Um, and so there is a spiritual realm that as believers we can't deny. We don't fully understand it. All the scripture doesn't uh, enlighten us to all the details of it, but it does indicate the existence of a spiritual realm. You know, in just Ephesians 6, you know, in the spiritual warfare, you know, um, that our battle is not against flesh and blood, you know, uh, merely, but, uh, but, you know, paraphrase against in the spiritual realm. And so there is that reality. You have you know, Old Testament narratives, like in First Samuel 28, another uh, podcast that we did on that, where uh, King Saul is uh, uh, seeking out a medium, and, you know, this apparent apparition of, of uh, the prophet Samuel appears, and so you seem to have this, um, you know, you also have those instances where this is different, but just to put it like, after Jesus comes back, yeah. Um, you know, in his glorified body in the, you know, that he appears to the disciples and like, ah, oh, is this a ghost? Is this a spirit? And he's like, you know, obviously different, his glorified right. body, different than these human bodies, even though we don't have this, uh, this full description of it. Um, at the end of Matthew, uh, you, uh, and, and after Jesus, uh, arrives from dead, it, it, it's this really random, um, almost seeming out of place little, uh, uh, report here that uh, people uh, uh, have c- uh, come out of the uh, of the they've risen from the the dead. I'm trying to find. Out. I should have been more prepared uh, for this, but it's really. Um, let me see if I can uh, find. Um, well. As you're yeah, you, looking for that, um, I think just as we we think about these things, and you just mentioned Matthew, another situation in Matthew that that comes to mind is in Matthew five with the uh, the the man who was indwelt with you know, these demons and was right. was sent to haunt um, the graveyard. Yeah, you know, in a sense of haunting in scripture, but it's not like the haunting that we think of in a, a ghost sense. This was an actual physical man who was being controlled and indwelled by demons yeah. um, in that moment. But right. anyway, it looks like you found it. I found your, it, yeah. No, go. I was in uh, chapter 28, but it's actually in uh, chapter uh, 27, right after Jesus is crucified, the curtain of the temple's torn in two, the earth shook, the rock splits, and the tombs also open this is matthew 27 52 and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection they went into the holy city and appeared to many it's just like dropped in there <laughs> yes, without any explanation say what? like who are these people and apparently you know after this happens uh, some people were uh, brought back to life in a supernatural way um whether they're these are their glorified bodies or what we're, we're not really given any detail just that it happened that right. it existed and so where where are we going with all that it, the reality is when it comes to ghosts and things or the spiritual realm we have to be cognizant that it exists yeah, right 
but also only go so far as the scripture takes us. And this is one of those examples, even what you're saying, that it never really elaborates on all the details of all of like what is happening, just that it's here. Yeah. And, and I think it's helpful for us, though, to make a distinction here because we've kind of toyed around this idea of ghosts and the demonic. Mm-hmm. And so this is where, you know, as we're trying to be careful in this question, like ghosts in the sense that we're talking about, like people, you know, that have died, loved ones that, you know, in our life that have died, that are still, you know, now just in spirit form, walking around or inhabiting this uh, spiritual space and watching over us or involved in our life and passing through walls and all the ways that they're portrayed. We don't seem to get any indication that that like modern concept is, is, is real. Right. And especially in that, however, the demonic Satan disguising himself as an angel of light, Satan uh, and his demons, you know, possessing people in this way, in bizarre ways to do things, uh, is real. Yeah, and I think in light of that, just as we think about, you know, the haunted houses mm-hmm. and the, the Ouija boards and mm-hmm. the seances and, and all the things that we, you know, we flirt with to, to get this arousal, this excitement that you were uh, alluding to earlier, um, you know, there is an eeriness, a, a sense of, you know, spookiness in that. Right. Um, but not because ghosts are floating around and opening cabinet doors and things. It's, right. it's because you're flirting with the demonic. Right. You're, you're allowing the door to creep open for Satan and his demons to to be around and to to operate and to you know to to do those things. Right. That's and, and it's interesting that you, that you speak that way because that's the the same warnings that we get in the Old Testament when it comes to the demonic or the spiritual realm. You know, recently we were studying the book of Leviticus uh, here at Redemption, and in Leviticus 20, verse 6, it says, if a person turns to mediums and necromancers, like those are the old school words for, like those who, you know, so-called communicate or supposedly communicate with the dead or, you know, the the demonic. It says, if a person turns to mediums and necromancers, whoring after them, Mm. I will set my face against that person and will cut them off from among his people. This is God speaking. You know, and, and so it's using that sexualized language there, you know, it begins with like flirting with them and, you know, our our senses being aroused and, and what is this all about to full on whoring or prostituting ourselves after these things. Like we, we're obsessed with it. We have to, you know, we need to go to these haunted houses. We're going to take these paranormal tours. We're going to, uh, we're going to just watch all these shows about ghosts and haunted cities and haunted graveyards and, 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 and all of that. In a sense, it's, he's using this sexualized language about what this does and how this hooks us in that is that is dishonoring to God and harmful to us and to others. Yeah, I, thinking about this, you know, Scripture is very clear what we're to do right. with these things. We're we're to flee yeah. from from these temptations, flee from from the demonic. You know, we're we're to stand firm in our faith, right? right? Believing and trusting in the gospel, um, but even just as we're talking about this, like I get this 
image in my head of people that want to kind of go into battle like against yeah. the demonic. It's not even necessarily just the folks that are embracing in it, but then the, the yeah. other side of where it's like, right. I'm going to take on right. Satan, you know, right. or whatever. And it's just like, right. no, like scripture is very clear that we're to, to flee from it. Yeah. To the, the, yeah. We're never told to engage or to fight back in that sense. You know, I mean, you have, you have a bit in, the in Ephesians six on you know spiritual warfare, but most of that is all in the defensive. The only thing we fight back with is the word of God. Right. Um, that's really it, and 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 really the the call is to prayer there. You know, yeah. in all of that, no matter what, when we find ourselves there or being attacked, you know, not attacking, but uh, you know, being attacked on the defensive is to pray like we just get on the radio and we pray <laughs> yeah you know lord you got to take care of this and we pray for one another lord help in these moments you know yeah, like that's how it all ends we're clothing ourselves with the truth of the gospel we're yeah. clothing clothing ourselves in christ yeah um through his word right you know just even thinking about you know the enemy prowling around like a yeah. roaring lion seeking someone to devour you know right. in first peter five yeah um and talking about the flaming arrows of, of the enemy and that, you know, yeah. Christ is our, our shield from that. And so like he is our protector. Yeah. Even in the, the armor of God that you're, uh, you know, alluding to, it's like we're putting on Christ to stand firm in our faith to protect us against that. That's right. You know, well, you quoted from first Peter five and uh, it, there and in James uh, four, or use the same word to resist him mm. in that, like we resist the devil. And so we, we avoid this, we resist, yeah. you know, and instead we draw near to God. James, James 4, verse eight, uh, 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you, right? And then in, in, in verse 8, it's like the opposite. And so instead, like we resist the devil, but then where do we run towards or what do we do? We draw near to God and he will draw near to you, right? Resist, flee from, avoid any sort of demonic and things like that, and come back to and draw near rather yep. to the Lord. That's our action. That's our activity. Is is drawing near to God, and He will draw near to us. And so, even as we're talking about this, you know, we kind of keep jumping back and forth between yeah. the demonic and ghosts and all of that. And so, um, and yet, I think we have to, as we're trying to get a biblical understanding about ghosts, and you know. They don't exist in many of the ways that they are portrayed in cartoons and popular media of the day. However, the spiritual realm does exist, and these are the commands that we have then about it. Now, does this mean then that, you know, a Christian can't watch the movie Casper, mm. you know, the friendly ghost, or... Ghostbusters as a movie or read the Harry Potter books that, you know, seem to talk about ghosts and things like that. Um, I think that's kind of where, you know, where some of these things begin to, where the rubber, you know, meets the road and all that. Practically speaking. Practically speaking, right. Like simple question, what do we believe about ghosts? Well, now we're, now we're talking about this stuff and, 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 and these are the types of things that, you know, I think if, we, we want to be careful of just saying, no, not ever, but we have to ask, is this wise? Yeah. You know, is this going to be helpful? You know, is it, if somebody watches a movie or reads a book like that, 
um, or dresses up as a ghost, you know, puts a white sheet over themselves and cuts out some holes for their (laughs) eyes and walks around gathering candy on a Christmas? Are they in blatant sin and violation of these verses? Um, I think, you know, I think we just need to be careful in that. It may be unwise and, you know, should should be... careful about those things and exposing ourselves, you know, our un- the undiscerning or small children, things like that. But, uh, um, you know, just to be measured and mature in all of that yeah. in how we do it and, and to know, like, we don't, we don't have to do that. You know, we can, there's a, lots of things that we can read. There are myriad things you can dress up as. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so we just want to be really careful and discerning and wise in how we uh, ourselves behave and what we ourselves intake and how we love one another who maybe see things differently yeah. or have a different, you know, at a different place in their maturity on, on these things and, uh, um, you know, and, and just seek to walk in love and humility towards one another. So, um, and that's, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, and it's not just black and white, right. which is what so much of the Christian really, uh, uh, walk with Christ is, right? Yeah. And that's, we, we want, we want that black and white. Yeah. We want those steps to follow, yeah. but, but really our desire is to be drawing near to Christ, growing in awe and love of who he is. Um, rather than trying to figure out all the the do's and don'ts of Christianity, those those do's and don'ts, the things that we're to do and not do in Scripture, are to draw us near to Christ, not to to work, you know, our our list, our daily list of things right. to um, to live a good Christian life. And so, yeah, yeah, it, we we think that it would be easier or better if it was just uh well i'm right and they're wrong yeah. or while well, i'm wrong and they're right and you know it's not everything isn't just black and white rendered judgment quite like that yeah. um but you know in a case like this when it comes to dabbling you know in the spiritual realm and things we have to be just so discerning and yeah. i think if we're going to err on any side we err on the side of avoiding it amen uh we err on the side of of, you know what, I'm just not going to go there for my own sake to expose myself to this stuff and, uh, and for the sake of others. And, uh, and yet at the same time, we don't just have to be isolationists or separation, you know, separatists yeah. in everything. So that's really what it, uh, uh, you know, what it boils down to and all this. So it's kind of in summary, what should, what do we believe about ghosts? Well, probably doesn't exist like we think uh, or is there uh, portrayed in all this but the spiritual realm does exist and we as christians have to be so careful when uh, uh when exposing ourselves to the different media or things like this and if we're really drawing near to god basking in the gospel uh, filling our mind with the with the word of god enamored with him walking in the light then uh, uh, then we will be you know in the light and we'll be walking according to God's ways and he'll give wisdom and discernment in each of these you know scenarios amen thank you for joining us today on this new season of consider it ministry of redemption bible church in new braunfels texas we welcome your questions regarding life theology in the church 
You can submit these questions by texting the word redemption and your question to 830-299-7505. To learn more about redemption, visit us online at redemption.bible. Thank you for listening. Our aim each episode is to be truthful and helpful to the glory of God. Join us next time on Consider.